I guess it's just a matter of acknowledging that you need a little tune-up. Um, we go to our doctors, many of us, because we realize that going for an annual checkup is important, or we take our cars for tune-ups. And so, you know, you just sort of say, okay, you know, it's, it's time for a little tune-up and you don't have to, uh, read the entire book. So if you just sort of go back to that book and look through a chapter or two or, uh, read an article that you've got so, so many articles on Hitched and sort of freshen up some of your uh, old knowledge that you already have, but remind yourself of some of the key points that will help you to uh, stay on top of things. This week, Dr. Karen Trone and I discuss how you can tap into some of that knowledge you already have about relationships. We take you back to summer school, so to speak. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and touring and tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time, and these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hiya, Steve. 
Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and much more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can also find her stuff on our website, hitchedmag.com. So today we are going to talk about uh, marriage summer school or perhaps uh, marriage extended learning or something along those lines. So let me, I want to give a little background information as to how I came up with this idea. Uh, and you know, I, I realize it's probably not like the most original idea, but I, I feel like the background might give some insight. So I have two brothers, an older and a younger brother. My younger brother had a baby yesterday. Um, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and he, uh, and this is his first kid. And, um, anyways, I was in the hospital with him and, uh, you know, we were all goo goo over the baby. And of course, what do we do? We take pictures. And so, uh, he pulls out his phone. He goes to take some pictures. I pull out my phone. I take some pictures and it, it kind of struck me that we have, this smartphone device that has essentially become like the camera, the most dominated dominant camera that everybody uses is the one in their pocket. Mm -hmm. And that camera has tons of functionality that most people don't realize. And, you know, even the, even like simple things, like people get it, like, you know, to tap on a face to focus on that face or something along those lines. And so most people get some of the basics, but there's so much deeper information that is available um, that you already have, but you just haven't tapped it. And so I was kind of going through and showing him being the tech nerd that I am. I was going and showing him some of the deeper functionality of not just taking the pictures, but changing the exposure rate. And this is all built in stuff. Um, Mm. when he, when he, after he took the picture ways that you can go in and manipulate, not just with like simple filters, but actually go in and, and change levels of saturation and contrast and exposure and brightness and all different things that you can do once you dig into some of those menus. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into our podcast. Yeah. Let me get this straight. Yeah. Everybody's ooing and eyeing over this baby uh-huh. and happy that the mom is doing well yep. and that the baby's doing well. And you're focusing on your phone and its functionality. Have I got that right? I wasn't <laughs> focusing on the phone. I was making sure that he was capturing the moments as best as he could. How's I'm that? just giving you trouble. Can't? I know. No, that's great. No, it is true, though. Um, it was like, take some pictures and put it away and then just stare at the baby for three hours. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I absolutely hear you. Um, and that, that is a very good point. So I'm actually gl- glad that you brought that up. So anyways, to, to move on to the point of the episode. Yes. Um, it just kind of got me th- thinking about, you know, we have a lot of resources already around us. We have a lot of information. We have a lot of tools. We have so much stuff baked into our daily lives, but we just don't access them or we don't mm-hmm. dig deep enough into them mm-hmm. to get the most out. So that's where this like marriage summer school comes in, because I'm thinking, you know, it's summertime. The, it's it's light out a little bit longer. You may stay up a little bit later. Perhaps the kids are playing a little harder, so they crash a little earlier. And you can spare 15, 20 minutes of your time to perhaps dig dig a little deeper and stuff that you already have access to. So um, 
I want to get into this now with uh, we we typically when particularly when we're talking about marriage, uh, we will go through most of our marriage. Most of us, I would say, on average, um, you know, just kind of going through the steps and then really focusing on it when things start to get broken. Um, and then my answer away. (laughs) <laughs> my answer away. Okay. Yep. Uh, and, and so if people wanted to be proactive, Karen, um, and so not waiting till things are broken about their marriage, what would be the first recommendation that you can think of? To be aware of the fact that to keep your marriage vital, you have to give it constant attention and not wait until it's broken. Okay. Because at that point... Um, there's hurt feelings, there's disconnection, there's lots of mix-ups and all sorts of things that are much harder to work on. So if, you know, the old saying, I, I'm, you know, going to sound very trite now, but um, a stitch in time saves nine. Mm-hmm. If you put in a little bit of attention and prioritizing on a regular basis, and that doesn't mean it has to be every day, but on a regular basis, then it saves a lot of time and heartache later on down the road. So that would be really my very first recommendation. So, so when you say uh, give it attention, give it time, like how, how can you do that? What, what is like a concrete example of something? Because it's easy to say that, and I think when – you know, when we're in the newlywed phase and we have all those great chemicals flowing through us and we see our spouse with the rose tinted glasses, like we actively seek out time and attention with them. Mm-hmm. So how can we do that now a couple years down the road or decades down the road? Showing appreciation. Thank you for picking up the dry cleaning. I thought that I was going to have to do that. My day was really busy. I really you know, appreciate that you made a great dinner. Uh, Walking past your mate and putting your arm on them as you walk past them. I mean, this is not taking a lot of time or energy, Um, but that, that touch means I'm aware of you, I'm connecting with you. Sending a text in the middle of the day, can't wait to see you tonight, uh, or thinking about you. Little tiny things that truly do not take up a lot of time, do not take up a lot of effort, but which will be a way of letting your partner know that, in fact, you are thinking about them so, and so, making them feel like they matter. Mm-hmm. So really, it's it's just the simple act of acknowledgement throughout mm-hmm. the day as opposed to just taking things for granted. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um now, a lot of people may have and, – and this gets into um, things that you may already have on you. Going back to my original story of we already have this smartphone with the camera in our pocket, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know all the functionality. So a lot of people might have already purchased books uh, on relationships or something like that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people do that you know, before the wedding and all that stuff. Um, or perhaps there was some troubled times in the past. They bought some books, they started to read it, things worked out and, you know, perhaps they finished it or maybe they didn't even get through chapter three. Mm -hmm. Uh, how can people get motivated to revisit like books or something of that nature that they may have, um, let go of in the past? Well, again, I guess it's just a matter of 
acknowledging that you need a little tune-up. Um, we go to our doctors, many of us, because we realize that going for an annual checkup is important, or we take our cars for tune-ups. And so, you know, you just sort of say, okay, you know, it's, it's time for a little tune-up and you don't have to, uh, read the entire book or sign up for a course that's going to take a huge amount of time. And again, I am a big believer that if you do a little bit, but do it earlier than later, then you're going to save yourself, you know, a lot of trouble um, and a lot more effort later on. So if you just sort of go back to that book and look through a chapter or two or uh, read an article that you've got so, so many articles on Hitched, you know, uh, browse through them, see you know, one or two that is appealing and sort of freshen up some of your uh, old knowledge that you already have, but remind yourself of some of the key points that will help you to uh, stay on top of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one of the ideas that I came thought of as I was trying to compose some questions for you is going through old photos because we all have uh, at this point, tons of pictures that we have taken, um, and, you know, just going through Facebook or on your computer or smartphone, there's tons of pictures probably of you and your spouse and all the selfies that you took. Um, what do you think about going through some of those photos and perhaps doing it together to kind of try to rekindle some of those memories? Is that I helpful? love it. I love it. It happens to be one of the things I suggest to my couples when they're feeling a disconnect because you took those pictures generally when you were having some kind of pleasant experience with each Mm. other. So bring them out. Um, Just the refreshing of your memory of those nice experiences will help. Um, Talk about the vacation or the activity or whatever. And that starts to put you um, in a more positive place with each other. So, rekindling through pictures, through stories, um, through going back to some pleasant experiences is a wonderful, wonderful way to uh, start to rekindle your, uh, you know, your relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, One fun thing, a little tech tip here. Uh, A lot of the photo apps out today have facial recognition and you can Mm -hmm. actually just sort by clicking on say your spouse's face and then it'll Mm. jump you to all the pictures that include Mm. them right Um, another thing you can do is you can pull up a map and the map will lump together pictures based on the geolocation of where they were taken Mm -hmm. so for example if you know that you had a really great time in hawaii you can go to the map look at hawaii click on it and it'll pull up all your hawaii pictures Great. So that's a that's a quick easy way to jump to some of those memories that you uh-huh. you know that you have that would be fun to go back to without having to try to like search through all those images. Right, right, right. Um, okay. So one thing that my wife and I do is we schedule date nights into our calendar. Um, right. And so like we literally type them into our uh, calendar. What are your thoughts on going back into the calendar and kind of rehashing some of those old ideas? Okay, so first I want to compliment you for doing that. Second of all, um, if people have been listening to our podcast, they say, yeah, well, Steve and Jess don't have children. It's so much easier. And probably it is. That does not mean that if you have children, 
you cannot do date night. Uh, and if you're a regular listener, some of this is going to sound like, oh, yes, we heard it. But remember, this particular podcast, we're saying you've got this in your toolkit, but you've forgotten. So we're going to rehash it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be where you literally go out so that you don't have to worry about the money factor. If you will spend 15 minutes together, but it's about the two of you. In other words, you're not going to talk about the children. You're not going to talk about bills. You're not going to talk about problems. You're going to make the 15 minutes about you. Then that's going to count as date night. And it can be things like putting music on and dancing, working on a jigsaw puzzle together, having pizza by candlelight. The whole concept is that it's a chance for the two of you to be spending time together. The second part that you said is that you put it into your calendar. Yes, yes, yes. It is as important as anything else that you're putting into your calendar, your doctor's appointments, uh, you're getting the kids to their soccer games, um, your appointments with your friends for lunch. Mm-hmm. Having your date night is absolutely of the same importance. Schedule it in. Once you have it scheduled, you are much more likely to keep it. And if you have to break it for some reason, like you didn't know that it was back to school night, okay, fine. But once it's in there and you've got to take it out, you're much more likely to reschedule it. So for sure, um, you want to do that. And the last thing is, It doesn't matter if you are using some of the old ideas that you used to do um, many times when couples are, again, have gotten off their path and we talk about, you know, what kinds of things can you do? I say to them, what did you used to do when you were dating? Mm -hmm. What were the things that you used to enjoy? Because if you enjoyed them back then, there's a good shot you're going to enjoy them now. So... um, Again, you know, this doesn't have to be rocket science. Just do the things you enjoy. And and does so one of the things that my wife and I like to do is we also like to go out with other couples. Um, We did this, I want to say like two weeks ago, we went out um, to dinner and a movie with another couple. Would you Mm -hmm. would does that qualify in your mind? Um. Yes, because it's still where you're relaxing. One of the things I don't like is um, meeting friends and with friends merely going to a movie. You Mm -hmm. might as well be sitting next to strangers. You're not really socializing. So I always feel that if you're going to go to a movie, you also need to be tacking on either a dinner before or after or a coffee before or after. So there's some time also to be socializing. And I would say that as well. Um, but perhaps not quite as much if you're a couple, Mm -hmm. because I think as a couple, if you're sitting there and you're holding hands and you're relaxing and you've got the time of driving to the movie Mm -hmm. and driving home and you use that drive time again, just about the two of you, that counts. That's fine. That's a great point. Yeah. I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. That's a, that's a good point because we actually did drive. Uh, closer to them than us, which made it somewhat of a commute, but not, you know, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Um, and, and we did have dinner beforehand 
as mm-hmm. well. So, mm-hmm. all right, I'm chalking that one up. I'm saying that worked for us. Okay, good. <laughs> um, a couple things that I wanted to add um, to what you were saying about uh, Jess and I, my wife and I's schedule and not having kids. And I've said this in the past. Uh, so we do secret date nights, although I have to admit um, I haven't been great about them lately. However, um, the secret date night idea that we started doing where one person plans the date for the other person and they just know mm-hmm. that they mark out that day on the calendar to go out, not knowing exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rule also is it has to be something that you believe both of you will enjoy. So it's not like I'm going to surprise them with something that I want to do and she will hate. Mm. So anyways, that idea came from uh, um, at the time a coworker who had uh, two or three kids at the time. Ah. Um, so it was her who gave me that idea and they did it religiously. And I thought it was like so awesome. And it was. It came down to they were like, yeah, we somehow find time to go to all the kids' plays and practices and rehearsals. Like surely we can find one night per month that we can go out and do something as well. And so they made it a priority and they made it work. And so I was like, that is a really great idea. And so I stole it. <laughs> and now I preach it. So, right. Right. Um, so your point basically is that – it's not just by virtue of the fact that you and Jess don't have kids that you can do it. You really took this idea from somebody who had several kids. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I don't want to harp on it, but I, I just think that a lot of people – and I understand everybody's busy um, and I don't want to compare calendars and schedules or anything like that. Um, but I will say that anybody who's ever – uh, made it a priority, somehow they managed to find time for the whatever it is that they've prioritized. Well, you know the old saying, you make priority for what's important to mm-hmm. you. So, you know, um, your marriage, your relationship should be important to you. I think what happens is, I don't want to say, oh, so the people who don't do it are basically saying their marriage is not important. I think that what happens is we tend to trust um, that the relationship is going to be there and we start to take it for granted. Yeah. But we really do have to say, you know, it is something that needs to be nurtured. I don't want to say worked at, it needs to be nurtured. You. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, you know, and the thing about it, and this is, I guess this is the thing that I continue to like try to really, really, really drive home with Hitched is it's not enough uh, just to be married. Um and I, I hear false equivalencies all the time of like, oh, well, being married doesn't make you blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't. Being happily married is where you reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. And so if you're just, you know, going through the motion of being married and you're essentially roommates who happen to like each other, that's not the same as building deep, deep rooted bonds where there are chemical, neurological things happening with your body when you are around that person Mm -hmm. and it's measured and it's science and it's real and it happens, but it only happens uh, when you have that deep connection and Mm -hmm. and to get that deep connection, you have to prioritize and make it a point to be engaged in the relationship. You can't just both have your careers come home, be polite to each other, you know, and, and think that's, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Perfectly suitable. I, I understand that I'm not speaking for everybody and I understand you know, that might be what somebody wants out of a relationship. And you know what? So be it. That's fine. I think there are a lot more people out there who want the fairy tale. And, you know, 
I, you have to put in that effort. That, I guess that's all I'm trying to get at to get the most out of it. Um, okay, so then the last thing I have for you, Karen, is I, I want everything that we're talking about to be realistic, uh, and I think so far it has been. Uh, so what can couples do with the few extra minutes that they might find themselves having during the summer months that they can use to strengthen their marriage? Well, uh, if we're talking summer, first of all, the days are longer, Mm -hmm. so they have more time to, let's say, have the advantage of going outside. They can take walks. Uh, Taking walks uh, together, especially if you're holding hands, has been shown to be very uh, bonding uh, and very good for you physically. Um, Brings down blood pressure, helps to... Uh, have the couple feel much more connected with each other. So summer is a wonderful opportunity to do that. The other thing is just sit outside together. Mm. (laughs) You know, just spend time. Look at the, you know, look at the sunset. That only takes, you know, maybe five minutes. Mm -hmm. But it's a very beautiful thing. Um, It's free. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's there for you every night. Um, So summer offers the possibility for experiences that um, are available that, you know, are not available necessarily at another time uh, during the year, take advantage of it. You know, just just go sit outside. Okay. This is so funny. I, okay, for all the listeners out there, Karen and I did not discuss this before we got on air. And so yesterday, Karen... Yeah. I swear to you. Yeah. Last night, Jess, my wife and I had the conversation. She was like, I I sit at a desk all day and I want to be more active uh-huh. when I get home. And I said, Well, you know, it's summer, so it's lighter outside when you get home. Let's go for some walks when you get yeah. home. Yeah. Good for you. And Good we you. literally last night had that conversation about taking advantage of the the light that summer provides to yeah. go out and just do a nice little leisure walk. And we did it last night for the first night after we had that conversation. And we're like, yeah, let's keep doing this. Let's do this again. Good. So good. So there you go. We and had, we did, as you said, we did not plan that. We did not plan that. That's so funny. So I feel, okay. I feel uh, pretty good about it now. Good. Good. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, uh, let's do the, the wrap up. Any, do you have anything else that you yes. like to add? Yes. The, the one other thing I would add okay. is, you know, we spoke about rehashing or bringing back stuff that you're accustomed to. Um, it's also a good idea to try to do something new to both of you that you haven't, that neither one of you have done before. You know, you pointed out that it's not fair to plan something that you like and use that as an excuse. You didn't say it this way, but use it as, as an excuse to do something you want and say to your partner, okay, we're doing this tonight, surprise, surprise, and it's just mm-hmm. a way to, you know, to get what you want. But if you try something that's new to both of you, um, You'll find out either you like it or that you don't. You can laugh about it together. Um, And it also offers novelty to the relationship. And we know from research that novelty is a good thing Um, because you need to mix it up a little bit. Otherwise, the relationship can suffer from boredom, which is not a good thing for a couple. So that would be the additional piece that you can not only use things that are in your tool chest that you've forgotten about, but you can bring in new things as well. Mm. That's a great idea. And novelty, I love that you added that in there because that is important. 
And uh, hopefully, if you're looking for novel ideas, uh, you know, you are part of our newsletter or wine club or you visit the website regularly because we are uh, constantly throwing up new ideas and new things to consider for your relationship. Uh, So hopefully you take advantage of that resource. Uh, So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, this was fantastic, Karen. I'm uh, I'm very happy with with all these suggestions because I think everybody listening can go ahead and implement them right now. Okay. (laughs) Not not hard to do and yet will certainly be something that will be helpful. Yeah, not hard to do. And I, you know, and I, I feel like everybody's looking for that spark. And and a lot of times we think of sparks as in turning into some like engulfing flames when really like a spark is enough. A spark can like give you that little extra hop in your step of like, oh yeah, we're, we're doing really good. Like I feel right. good. And not like, oh, hanging on all over each other all the time. Uh, that might even be too much. So just finding that little spark where you're feeling really good about yourself, feeling really good about the relationship uh, and, you know, stepping into doing some of these things, rehashing a lot of the stuff that we talked about might be just the step you guys need. So uh, with that, we will wrap it up. So uh, thank you so much for your time, Karen. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thank you. And uh, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this info at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can buy her books on Amazon or at her website or at our website, hitchedmag.com. As I mentioned, you can find thousands of articles on our website, uh, as well as all the past archived podcasts, uh, newsletter, wine club. Uh, you can find links to the our social media pages so that you can uh, engage with us there or ask us questions. So lots of stuff for you to uh, get the juices flowing uh, if you're looking for inspiration. So uh, until next time, that's going to do it. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. 